What is up? Welcome to the Life Like a Movie podcast. This is a very weird, intense episode that you're about to listen to. It was actually at the tail end of a podcast that I haven't posted yet. It was actually after I was planning to end the podcast and I got super deep with the person I was with. And so I thought I should share it with you guys because it was just so genuine and deep. And I've never opened this much about my eating disorder, the mental illness that I went through and where most of my pain and suffering has has stemmed from. And I, I kind of pull back the curtains a little bit. So without further ado, let's get into let's get into this conversation i hope you enjoy it yeah is there any questions that you have for me is there any anything that i can do to to help you out with what you're going through right now um i'd love to in any way i can yes so when you spoke about uh, which interests me a lot actually you you spoke about eating disorders Mm -hmm. which i think super interesting one of Mm -hmm. uh, the topics that i really like i have a group that i'm with in the moment and Mm -hmm. we are sharing experiences and metabolizing the experiences and it really inspires me the topic so if you want to share a bit with me about that that would be really cool yes okay yeah i'd love to okay so it started for me when i was in high school i would um i never really thought that i had any issue with food i mean i was a little bit chubby as a kid and i think that that's where a lot of my issues with food came from um, but I had lost that weight without trying, you know, I just played sports and stuff. And that's, so I never really thought about it, but it started when I would um, smoke marijuana with my friends and we would get really, really high. And so I get really hungry because of that. And some nights I would eat a lot. And then the first night I, I ate so much that I had to throw up. And then that's kind of the night that it started. And it was very, very tough at times. I didn't think it was a big deal at first. I didn't think much of it. And then it started happening like every like second weekend, every weekend kind of thing. And soon it became part of me that I hated. And it was very tough to to deal with. I didn't know how to deal with it. I, I, I tried to deal with it with material solutions, not spiritual, which didn't work out well for me, as you might imagine. And it's been like a, it's been a little piece of me kind of ever since I, I have I, I've seemed to have let go of that part of myself but I can say now that I I don't think I have fully I think there's a st- still a bit of that in me still a bit of that um, inner child that is looking for um, maybe variety or love maybe some attention with myself and it's been a it's been a process to work through, but I've been I've been slowly getting better. And the more that I go back to that inner child that needs that feels that they he he or she needs those things, the more the more uh, I open up to myself and understand it for what it is, and I can start getting that certainty through faith, through spiritual solutions, as opposed to getting that certainty in how the food tastes. So I can I can start to solve the um, the feelings I have with with spiritual solutions over material. That's the progress I've made, and so I, I would say that's a good summation of my experience with the eating disorder. And uh, how does how is faith for you? For me, faith is for me faith is. It has a lot to do with optimism, has a lot to do with I'm a divine being in, in my soul. I am pure and good and full of love. 
And there's no space for an eating disorder um, when you're full of love. And so for me, it's faith that I am this this being and that that the future is bright. I would say that that's a lot of my faith. I don't necessarily subscribe to a religion, but I subscribe to um, a spiritual practice more in the realm of love and more in the realm of love, I would say. I think that's good enough. There's um, some a uh, couple of weeks ago. No, it was a couple of months ago, actually, when I was before I started to travel. My dad, he uh, came home like he's not living in the same house. And he said, Patrick, I want to ask you something because I think something is not normal with me. And I would like that other people know that and also speak with them. But always when I tell them, they look very strange at me and don't say anything. But I don't have any issue with that. Mm. And then I asked him what it was. And then he said, you know, I eat only like once a day, but I eat a lot. I said, okay, yes. And then he, uh, he told me that he comes home in the evening. He makes a very big salad. He eats a lot and he goes to the toilet and then he throws it up because it's too much. And then he just eats a little. But my dad is like, <laughs> like a farmer. He's like very um, innocent in what he uh, does. He has no, um, for him, it's not a disease. For him, it's not a condition. For him, it's not something that's wrong. It's just he says, I'm eating too much. And then I have to put it out because I feel very bad when it's inside. And um, my granny was sitting in the side and she said, why don't you just eat a little less? in a small bowl and he was like oh i never came to that idea <laughs> <laughs> and i think so that was 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 very a uh, very funny and very interesting and it's um for f like there are so many different ways of looking at it and of like, experiencing it and it can be something very hard and also something on that side what i learned for the first time <laughs> mm. very very funny and soft when he when when he shared yeah. it so uh, it uh, it reminded me a little of how um, different each experience is and how for one it is hard and for one not. For my grandma, when she heard it, she was like feeling super bad. She, he said he's having a, a disease and he's um, he needs to go to the hospital. He needs to treat it. And it took a, like a couple of weeks for him to change it, to have that ha habit of eating a, a small amount and not throwing up but for him it helped a lot and this may not help for everyone this may not this is not an um any suggestion of uh, of doing it that way but it just reminded me of that uh, different mountain perspectives yes that's <laughs> that's a funny story I've, for me it's so funny because for me i i built it up to this big problem and your dad he's just like Oh, I'll just eat. I didn't even think of that. He's so innocent about it. I think that's very nice. It's very cute. That's you so know? funny. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you bring up a good point that it reminded me of is um, when I found that my childhood trauma, any healing that I had to do for myself, it, it, it was progressing. It was progressing, but I never really like fully got over it until I heard this from somebody and I practiced it was that when we view whatever that inner child is or that energy down there that wants to overeat or do drugs or drink alcohol when we view that part of ourselves as that like whatever's behind that the action 
the why, not the how. When we view that why as something that needs to be fixed, then we view it as a bad part of ourselves. It's like we're shunning it away from us. It's like we're saying, we don't want you here. But when we view it as just a part of ourselves that just hasn't that we just haven't given enough attention or love, then it's actually possible to heal it. But when we view it as something that needs to be fixed, we're labeling it as this bad thing, even if it's unconscious. We're labeling it as, as this thing, and it never actually really gets fixed until we accept it as part of us and we love it and we we for, and we we ask for forgiveness for not for not allowing it to blossom into what it really wants to be. Um, and that was that was the biggest change for me, I will say, in all my healing is understanding that it's not something that needs to be fixed. It's a part of me that just needs some love. That's so wise. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to nice to understand that because it, it helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you asking about about that, by the way. It's, it's for me, I haven't talked about it in a little while. And it's nice for me to be very honest and open about it. I think it helps me heal a little bit. And do you bring what, where, um, in which other ways do you bring that practice in your life? Uh, usually whenever I feel it, I don't necessarily force the practice in. If I have a, a feeling of that, I'll, I'll meditate on that feeling and I'll think about where is the voice coming from? What does it need? Um, who, who's saying, who's saying it? And I have heard of, I haven't practiced one of these myself, but I think I'll give it a shot next time. Um, a friend of mine mentioned a meditation where you actually envision this voice as a little child and you're like a little three-year-old version of me and you you come and you and you, you speak with it and you have a dialogue with that child and ask what it wants so i might try more vid visual meditation like that too but usually just when it comes up i i uh i dive a little bit deeper into it oh patrick this is um been one of the more interesting conversations and soulful heartfelt conversations and I would like to thank you again you're wonderful you're I wonderful. can give the same back thank you thank you Oh, wow. Well, uh, well, there it is, you guys. As you can see, it was very honest and open and heartfelt with between me and Patrick. And it was very interesting, especially as a man, to be that open with another man. It was it was a, a type of vulnerability that I haven't felt in quite quite a while, if ever. So I hope that that, that feeling came through to you through the audio and maybe you got something from it. Um, I really hope you did. But anyways, there's, there's more, more of these to come. So, um, so stay tuned for the next one, you guys. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.